When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshay at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 Radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here... It makes me wanna ah! Let it go Can't let this thing called up Get away from you Feel free right now Close to what you wanna do 
when I'm walking past the mirror, mirror. Don't stress through the night at a time But my life ain't sorry about If you feel it Got my head on straight I got my vibe right I ain't gonna let you kill it I won't change of America. We have to let our voices be heard 
and not let other people speak for us. Uh, I saw a tragic story where a man um, was out just to try to get a little exercise, and um, he was attacked by a couple of pet bulls and lost his ears and a portion of his lip. And these are the kind of stories we hear on a regular basis. And uh, for some reason, uh, pit bulls are getting the blunt of uh, the violent animal world. And there has been talk, not only talk, but there are areas where pet bulls are not allowed to be owned by the general public. And I just wanted us to talk today about whether or not animals uh, or certain dogs should be um, thrown away as a breed of animal. Uh, Should you just say or suggest that a breed of dog should uh, be banned from a city or a state or a country just because there are certain owners who don't have, don't give them the proper care. We all know that dogs are a byproduct of their owners, and when owners don't treat dogs correctly, then they don't really respond to human beings uh, in a in a in a kind fashion. So should we blame that on the owner, or should we blame it on the dog, and therefore have these dogs uh, not be allowed to be owned by the general public? I've been told that the truth is is that. A lot of there are other dog breeds who bite people more often, but of course, because of the size and strength of pet bulls, their attacks are, are more menacing. Uh, Cheryl, what is your thoughts about whether or not these dogs should be banned as a breed altogether and not be uh, owned by the general public? Or do we blame these attacks that take the lives of of people or who injured people greatly? Should we place that blame on their owners? Good afternoon, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um I want to say the own, the owner, and the reason why I'm saying that is is because I had we've had um, two pit bulls, and they were very um, well behaved. Um, when they were told to do something, they did it, and I mean you know naturally they were trained, but. I think that a lot of owners train them to be aggressive because of the type of dog that they are. Now, I'm not saying that in some situations um, dogs 
in general um, know that you may fear them, and they're more likely to attack you than um, than not. But also back to the owner because dogs are supposed to be um, not on leeches, not um, ran loose. So I do know that I've heard the stories and you know many many stories about um, pit bulls, but from my own personal experience. We haven't had that, and um, the pit bull, even when, um, and I told you, you know, we had a store once, and the pit bulls were in the backyard, and then when the store closed, we had them inside of the store, Um, and other times we had them at the house, and somebody came and um, call itself um, trying to attack the dog, and the dog went at the person. But my ex-husband told him to stop, and immediately he stopped in his tracks where this is just the way he was trained, you know, um, on the different commands that were told to him. Now, he could have very well... Um, it could the situation could have been totally different, but it still would have been um, in our favor because we had a no laundering, no drinking um, sign posted in front of the store, and the guy was doing just that, laundering and drinking, and called himself um, trying to attack at the dog. But because the way the dog was trained, he immediately did not go, um, you know, for the guy. Now, I'm not, not saying that he didn't go toward him because he did, but he was stopped in his tracks. So I think that, you know, the way that they're trained, and even if you buy the dog from somebody else, um, you know, he could have been trained a certain way before you got him. And then also the dog should have been on the leech. It should not have been running loose um, to have the opportunity to um, to bite anybody. Yeah, and any kind of dog can be aggressive based on the way that he's treated. Now, were your dogs inside or house trained or or were they, they outside dogs for the most part? Um, more inside dog, um, but outside during the daytime, like I said, um, it was just two of us that ran the store, so we brought the dogs with us to the store, and they stayed in the backyard, and then, um, sometimes they stayed inside of the store until we actually got our alarm on the store, I mean, in the store, but then, um, the dogs were in the house as well. So, um, but I want to say they were more outside than inside. Um, Yeah, I would believe, I would say more outside than inside. But um, like I said, I just think, I just believe that it has a lot to do with the way that they are trained. And when people say pit bulls, they have a stigma attached to them 
And a lot of times people buy them for that purpose. Now, some people buy them, you know, just strictly as pets, and they don't have a problem with them. But um, a lot of times, you know, people train them to be more aggressive than that they would normally be. And they're... And when they become aggressive, they're so focused uh, during their attack, and the, the strength of their mouths just uh, create a problem where they are um, they can do a lot of damage. Uh, but just like you said, things have changed over time. A lot of people, uh, when I was a child, would uh, chain a dog up. And a dog is very uh, needing of of to be socialized. And if you chain him up and you never spend time with him, then he doesn't get that socialization uh, that he needs uh, to be around people. So a lot of places here in Florida have um, have banned chaining dogs up. Uh, you can be in a pen build a pen and you can gate them and fence them up uh, but no longer do people want to see dogs uh, tied to trees uh, for uh, you know uh, unlimited amounts of time so a lot of times it's about how you treat these animals and not uh, what has been uh, their, their spirit all along uh, because you can look at uh, chihuahuas have been uh, seen as very aggressive dogs, and uh, you know how small they are. You, you're right. Now, what is the law as far as them being out? Can they be freely, or do they have to be on a leash? All dogs have to be on a leash if you, and you have to be with them. They can't be roaming around the street. Uh, so when you walk with them, they have to be on a leash. And uh, and like I said, in a lot of places, don't allow you to just tra- chain them to trees and that kind of thing. Well, I can understand in that case because um, a lot of times um, it builds up, you know, um, and I don't want to say resentment for a dog, but, you know, dogs are animals, and they um, they are designed to run loose. Because you see them ripping and running, ripping and running, you know, even house dogs until they right. get much older. So the dogs are meant to run loose. And, you know, I I know there's this house that I pass all the time. The dog is on the porch and the dog is tied up. And I think all the time, man, that poor dog, you know, when do he get the exercise he needs? When do, you know, he get to play? And at that point is that... You know, and I could recall a time that we had a dog in the backyard. This was um, years and years later. Um, and although the dog wasn't tied up, we didn't have the time for the dog. So we wound up giving the dog away. And, you know, and if you find yourself, you just feeding the dog, and the dog is just out there and tied up, and only the um, the chain or whatever is just long enough to go into a doghouse if you have one farm. But um, that's just not how they are made, they designed and made up to be. 
you know, they have to run around. They need to run around. Um, just like certain things that we need, they also need certain things. And if you're not able to care for the dog, then give the dog away. You know, I mean, we, we did that um, before not wanting to, but, I mean, it wasn't good for the dog because we just didn't have the time. We were so busy. And um, and the dog needs attention as well, plenty of attention. They're social animals, and they need to be interacting with their owner. Uh, they need to get um, to have a relationship with their owner, and they can't have that if, like you say, the only time you interact with them is when you're feeding them or giving them water. Uh, and that's a lot of, you know, it punishes dogs um, even when you, even if they're house dogs, and you, uh, when you're gone all day, all they want is your attention and want to be loved and give you love, and uh, they can't, they don't act properly when they're not given the attention that they should, they deserve. And just like you, I really love or like dogs, uh, but because of the schedule I kept when I was a teacher, you know, I'm leaving the house at 7, and I'm not returning uh, till 3, and that is a long period of time for the dog not to have have any to be chained up or locked up with no no uh, interaction. And uh, so you really, I think he gets to the point when he doesn't have his proper love, no matter what kind of breed the dog is, he begins to resent people. Uh, so a lot of who that dog is, is based on how you treat him. Uh, I was I watched a guy uh, the other day, and again we've we really have changed the way we feel about these animals. Because now you have to be very careful because any discipline you give an animal nowadays uh, can be uh, seen as uh, abuse. And I saw my neighbor uh, trying to to train his his animal. Uh, he either urinated or defecated in the wrong place. And, and, man, he just was really wearing that animal out, and that animal was really yelling and crying. And had the police heard that, they very well could have locked my uh, neighbor up uh, for the way he was treating that dog. Wow. And, you know, we we know because... Um there's a lot of people that's really attached to their animals as well. I know um, when I was in South Carolina, we came to Louisiana for something, and I think we might have stayed about a week. And we had somebody, you know, going over to the house, but at this time we had a, a cat that was inside, and going over to the house and sitting there and making sure that the cat ran around and did, you know, ate, drank water, mm-hmm. and normal things that he would do all the time. And as day three approached, we got a call that the cat just looked like he was really depressed. By the time we got back, the the cat had died from depression because we weren't there. And, I mean, they know who on us up. Although, you know, like I said, we had somebody there, um, and they didn't spend, you know, I mean, they spent a lot of time there. Um but it still wasn't the same. So, um, you know, we have to be careful in a lot of ways with um, 
with animals, and animals are attached to you. You know, in certain ways, you could have rescued them, and they feel a sense of loyalty to you. You could be the person that feeds them all the time, and they feel a sense of loyalty. And trust me, they feel more loyal to one individual than everybody else in the house. And so, um, and that's the person that does, um, you know, the most fun because although, you know, we have a um, a pet and um, I think somebody just, just let them go. And she was so well-groomed. Her nails was cut. Her hair was real shiny and everything. But she was just afraid. And I, the first day, I took her and I wrapped her up and I just sat there and shook her and shook, you know, just you know, just like you would do a baby, just trying to calm her down, just trying to calm her down. And I mm-hmm. find that although everybody else may feed her and bathe her and do other things, that she's more attached to me than anybody. So you know, they they know what you're doing. And they are more loyal, you know, to, you know, some some of the individuals than others. You know, we can talk to that, especially like military men who go off and they have a pet. And when they when they come return, you know, it's not that they forgot them. I mean, they they excited just like the family is excited about, um, you know, their return. Right. So um, they can be very sensitive. And, and, and what's unbelievable, you know, is I I remember uh, vividly uh, a dog that was sneaking up on a little boy, and uh, the cat attacked the dog, and they will even put themselves in danger in order to to save uh, human beings. And uh, you know, these are cats, dogs, and and all kind of different animals have a sense of who is caring for them and who they care about, you know? And so, you know, we really need to be uh, sympathetic uh, to how we are, are we in a position to care for an animal, animal properly? Uh, you know, he, he is not a uh, ornament, uh, something you can just spend very little time with. And, and, and he needs a commitment almost to him as you might have to a child. And uh, they can be extremely expensive, uh, you know. And uh, so you you have to be willing to to bring these dogs into your family. And in some cases, a lot of people treat these uh, like members of the family. You're right, because when we ever when we go somewhere, we always um, my daughter. Um, Usually we bring the um, the dog by my daughter's house, and the first time <laughs> she saw my daughter, she looked at me, she looked at her, she looked at me. She, she was trying to figure out who was who. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so she she took to her um, really well, but um, you know, in the case with the man who. Um, ears and nose and I got a chance to see that even before you had um, sent it to us James and um, I feel like the owners are liable for that you know um, and I'm not sure I know at the time that I first read it they hadn't found the owners 
but I'm not sure if they, you know, located the owners um, today. But I, I really believe that the owners should have responsibility, you know, for that because this man now has will have enormous medical bills. Um, besides, be you know, yeah, he's going to be permanently disfigured. And no matter if you, you see, that's part of your ownership. Uh, I live on a lake, and my fences are really on one side of my yard. The fence is totally down, and on the other side, the the fence is um is uh needs repair. And so, you know, it you have to really keep your fences up when you have a dog and you letting him run free in your backyard or um, because they're going to try to find ways to get out. I mean, they just don't want to, no matter how much yards you give them to play in, some of them will want to go beyond that fence. And so you got to be concerned about the height of the fence. Uh, You need to be concerned about holes in the fence. Uh, are they digging under the fence? Uh, these are things you got to be uh, always uh, prepared for and have some kind of plan to make sure it doesn't, uh, that they, they, they don't get away. And I just don't think you should be having dogs. Uh, if you're going to get them properly trained, then that's fine. But dogs who... Uh, just to say, okay, stay out of my yard. I got a mean dog. That is not that you shouldn't have dogs that don't know the difference of protecting people or protecting your property and being vicious. Uh, that's that's two different things. Yeah, you're right. Because those that um, are protective dogs, they not only protect your property but they protect your life as well because we've heard so many stories. Um, And I think the last one was the little boy who was wandering. Um, I'm not sure um, what was the circumstances about how um, um, he wandered away or got away from the home, but when they found him, the dog was right close by. So the dog was protecting him. And, you know, we've heard many stories about when a fire breaks out, if it wasn't for the dog barking and trying to wake up the person, and that was just strictly to let them know that, you know, a fire was going on. So there's many, you know, um, things that the dog gets attached to you and becomes protective. And if anybody come um, around you, and seem as though they're going to harm you, then the dog that that may not be vicious, but become, but become very protective and can even um, grab at you if you take and do something to its owner. So um, they are. They're very, very sensitive. You know, I know um, somebody who did, um, you know, our dog something, and um, you can tell because whenever they come around, um, she's barking at them. And that means that, you know, it's like, oh, what you did? You have to, you know, if don't bark at 
you know, everybody else, why is he why is she barking at you? You know. Right. And that um the first thing people wanna do is hit at her as though she's gonna do you something but she really isn't. And she's really even not a people person. I mean, she'd rather just go somewhere and hide out and she's a little older so she's not as frisky and active as she once was, so she's not gonna jump on you. She's not gonna do, you know, all of those things. Right. But uh so yeah, I, I really believe that, you know, that we teach, you know, just as though just the same way and we teach in children, we teach dogs how to behave. And and if you teach them to be vicious, they will be vicious. And if you don't know where they actually came from or their background, then you really don't know, you know, what you're getting. But I think that we all should be responsible for our own animals. And in this case, I I do hope that they do find the owners because I don't think, you know, I don't believe that this man should have to have this um, these medical bills um, because not only will he be disfigured, um, his whole life has changed, but now he'll have enormous bills that, you know, with no fault of his own. So that's a lot to, um, you know, lot on your plate. Um, and I'm not sure if they, and I think they put the dogs to sleep, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they did. But, yeah, but I'm not sure, you know, if and when they find the owner, what would happen to them, what kind of responsibility would they hold them for um, other than the medical bills? And I guess well, that's all I think they should be held. They should be held responsible for his pain and suffering. You cannot, you know, sure, we all are traumatized by certain things that happen to us, and it's difficult to get back to where you were when those kind of things happen. I see older women walking around here with sticks. And um, and then, I, you know, this man probably had no fear whatsoever about walking around his neighborhood, but he won't ever feel that comfort of walking around his neighborhood again the way he did uh, in this kind of situation. So, you know, it, it, it takes anytime something violent happens to you, you have another kind of of uh, emotion related to doing that same thing. You know, that's why people talked about, well, you have to get right back up on the horse. Uh, but, you know, how can this man just comfortably walk around his neighborhood the same way he did before after being attacked by these, you know, by two dogs? I mean that that he just won't look at him the same way, and all of that comes because of his experience. And right now, his experience is too new for to you know to say that um, that he wants to ever get near a dog again. And you know you can explain to him you know if you if um, if he goes by your house and you say well you know she's uh, you know, my pet is real um, calm, not aggressive. That's not going to make him feel good because of his experience. You know, he may get past it, 
eventually, and he may never get past it because sometimes, you know, he may even have post-traumatic um, stress disorder, meaning every time he sees a dog, a dog, that he re- relive that situation all over again. So we never know um, how a person's going to react after they've been through something as traumatic as this and um, whether one day he'll be comfortable around a dog or will never be comfortable around a dog again. Um, Dee, we, we're discussing, and I sent out to everybody an article of a man who was walking around his neighborhood and he was attacked by two pet bulls. And I watch a lot of videos of pit bulls, and there are people who who are very fond of their pet bulls and think their pet bulls are are just uh, so kind and tender and and loving. Uh, but there are areas across the country who have uh, outlawed pet bulls because of their use as drug dogs uh, by drug dealers, and also been used to uh, in dog fighting, uh, what are your thoughts about a breed of dog being banned uh, throughout the country just because of his breed and the way some people have used him? Should the entire breed be uh, eliminated from uh, public use? Good afternoon, everybody, and I'm sorry late. I had a couple of things I need to deal with. Uh, that's an interesting topic, you know, uh, the responsibility that a person has for the breed of dog, especially if the breed is on the high-risk list of uh, of that type of animal. Uh, you know, um, I, I've, 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 I've heard a lot of talk about the pit bull, pit bull breed, and there's a another breed in, in the same proximity of that of that line. And um, and what what I, what it always leads back to for me is the the bloodline that said particular dog comes from. Um, if the if the if the bloodline uh, has a heritage of fighting, uh, then that dog has the propensity to be to not be trusted or not to be unpredictable. Uh, if the bloodline from both the mother and the father uh, have been of a dorsal dorsal state uh, and been uh, sure enough domestic in that way, then uh, that dog has the propensity to be um, a real pet-loving, real good around kids and things of that order. So, uh, but, you know, when these guys breed the dogs, uh, it, that's why it's so important to have the papers on the dog, and then um, a, a, a responsible owner want to go back and to investigate the bloodline of the dog. Um, now, I've, uh, I had um, a pit bull puppy one time, and he was sure enough pretty, uh, black and white, one eye black, the other, other eye was white, and but um, my neighbors, all my neighbors had cats. And so um, I had um, 
read up on the dog, uh, uh, the breed, and the internet explained that uh, the dogs are are very territorial, uh, and and they even have the the knack to stalk, to stalk other dogs. They stalk other stalk other dogs just like a cat would, like a, a cat would stalk, stalk his prey. Um, and so I didn't I didn't want to be responsible for other pets and things of that order. Now, when it comes down to ownership ownership of dogs and the way people uh, love their dogs and stuff like that, I don't like dogs like that. Um, you know, I, I'm a, a delivery person, and I'm in, in close proximity going up to people's houses all the time, and the dogs are out sometimes. And the owners are quick to say that he won't bite, the dog won't bite, he, he okay, he won't bite. Well, just as I hear that all the time, sure enough, I was handing the guy a package, and his uh, his uh, uh, full grown poodle, one of the big poodles, not a small poodle, uh, one of the full size poodle, big poodle, uh, came up and and bit me on the arm. Now, and just as he said that, I abruptly said with curse word, the sob bit. <clears throat> and the, uh, the the dog on kept saying, "Well, he he ain't bite you, he ain't bite you, he never bit nobody in the life." And and sure enough, the dog bit me. Now he didn't break the skin. And it could be one of those uh, playful gnaws that a dog do that that a dog does, but my point is everybody don't like dogs like that. And then my my argument is always when they say that the dog won't bite you or he won't hurt you. My I, I am quick to say, but that's your dog. That's your dog, and the dog don't know me, and this is the first time the dog ever seen me. So I'm blowing my horn. I like for you to come outside and get your package because your dog is out. So. So pet owners, you know, sometimes they, they love their dogs more than they love people. Um, but dog owners should be just like gun owners. They should be totally responsible for the action of said animal or the gun that they carry, whether it be uh, harmful to others or not. Thank you. Yeah, it is important that people who have dogs recognize the, the responsibility uh and the danger dogs can be uh, when they're not in their control. Um, and so it, it's now to the point where, you know, you, you really rarely see outside dogs. You know, some people still have their dog fenced in, uh, but, you know, he may need to even be caged in instead of just in the, in the fence because dogs have such abilities uh, to figure out how to get beyond uh, fences, and so you know it, it is important uh, that any breed of dog can be a biter. That's why they have teeth, and it is important to be a good owner of a dog, just like it is to be a good owner of guns. And we talk about that all the time. And your dog has a different um, emotional or behavior attachment to you than he does a stranger. In some instances, he's just as afraid of that stranger as a stranger is of him. So, Cheryl, he, he's not looking at that stranger in the same way uh, that he looks at his owner. Now, some dogs are friendly to any and everybody, uh, but when you don't have a knowledge of how to approach a dog, you may spook that dog into biting you. 
Yeah, and that goes right back, you know, to me, um, what I said earlier about dogs know when you, um, they can sense the fear um, in you, and that's why most of the time, you know, and I'm not afraid of dogs. Um, and one thing I don't do is I don't run. You know, I may stand still. Um, sometimes I may walk slowly, but most of the time I'll stand still. And because they're they're trying to pick up, you know, they're very sensitive. Um, and just like Dee was saying, you know, you can't. You can't really expect other people to feel the same way about your dog that you do about your dog. Because I know people who don't like dogs, and if that's the case, then I'll put my dog in another room. And that's just simply, you know, some people just don't want a dog jumping on them. And, I mean, not saying that, you know, when I go to somebody else's house, I prefer not the dog to jump on me but I don't have a problem if the dog jumps on me. You know, I'll pet the dog or whatever, but um, because depending on the size of the dog, this dog can actually jump on you and knock you down because some people have some really big dogs. But, um, you know, you can't. You can't expect people to feel the same way about your dog that you do about your dog. And I think and I believe that we are all responsible for our dog. You know, whatever happens, um, that we are responsible for them. And I, just like I said before, I really believe that these people, you know, once they're found, should be made responsible for, um, you know, everything that goes along with what happened to this man. Pain and suffering, you could not even begin to put a dollar amount on that because this is a lifetime Every time he looks at himself in the mirror, it's going to remind him of, you know, it's going to be painful to him. Um, suffering, that can be the same thing. He can suffer because of this, you know. So I don't know how they put a dollar amount on that. But uh, medical bills, that's going to be extreme, extremely high because on not only medically but then cosmetic um things that need to be done. You know, it may be where some people uh, began to donate money to him, um, and somebody may do a GoFundMe and attach it to a bank account, uh, you know, something like that, because, you know, the medical bills will be up there. So I think that they should also be, you know, um, responsible for that as well. Um and um we you know, the we talked you know, I talked a little bit about me owning um a pit bull and we owned the you know, the pit bull and we never had a problem with him. Um, he was very um behaved. Somebody did a try to attack him at one time and my husband then um commanded him to stop and go in the back and he immediately did it. Um, where there was no, um, you know, the person wasn't injured or anything. So I said, you know, the owner do play a major responsibility in, um, with their um, dog. And like I, you know, said earlier too, sometimes when you get the dog, the dog has already been taught 
to be aggressive, um, more aggressive than just a normal dog. And then you get the dog, you know, and it is what you teach them, trying to teach them on top of what's already in them. James, I'd like to say something, if I, if I may. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, you know, um, you know, when, when you talk about the man that was uh, minding his own business and, and, and enjoying life and walking and, and, and enjoying nature and enjoying his right to walk down the street and somebody's dog attacked him and mauled him like that, his life has been interrupted. And so the life he knew uh, would never be the same. Um, uh, his wife won't be able to look at him the same, even though she will, but he can't feel confident that, that she will and all of that. So his life has been totally interrupted. My point is that if, if a person chooses to own a dog of this nature, all right, uh, and, and not, not going the extra mile and spending the extra dollars to ensure that his bloodline is docile, all right, then that person should be liable and should have and should uh, own liability insurance to even own the dog such as this. Um, it should be like like the guns that we spoke about, uh, where uh, it should be made tougher for people to own dogs such as these. Because you know, let me tell you something: when a dog like that come in contact with a child, um, uh, especially a, a stranger, being a child the same size as the dog, the dog don't know that that child is a child. And so that's why you've seen cases where children have been mauled by these dogs because the dogs don't know the difference. Thank you. There are pit bulls in a lot of the videos that I've seen. They are extremely aggressive. And once they get in attack mode, they don't listen to their, their owners. I've seen people hit them with two-by-fours, spread water on them, uh, just do all kind of things, and they just will not. Stop, and, I'm, and they're fixated. I've seen crowds of three and four people uh, trying to help a person, and no matter how they pull that dog off, they go right back to that same person uh, with that focus and that fixation. So, Audrey, you know, we've been talking about, you know, in some areas of the country, in some cities, they have banned pit bulls uh, from general public ownership. And uh, we are talking about should these animals uh, be totally banned, or is, is it the owner that is responsible for the way these dogs interact with the general public? Well, terrific Tuesday to everyone. And um, I did not get a chance to see the video clip, but to answer your question, I think we have to just look at the word defini- the definition of the word owner. Uh, you know, when you have ownership, you have accountability and you have responsibility. So it is your responsibility to take the necessary steps to uh, not only to raise your dog properly, but to also um, ensure the safety of others that come around. I think Ms. Cheryl said it well when she said that uh, different people have different uh, relationships with animals. Um, and just because you raised an animal, it, you have the ins and outs, if you would, doesn't mean that they would even respond to other people the same, and other people definitely would not respond the same way to an animal that you know. Uh, Brother D was correct in 
uh, stating that the liability is there and it really should be. And as owners, you have to do your research as to what you're getting into and understand if indeed you really do want to take on that ownership and that responsibility. Pit bulls are historically known to behave certain ways. And I think owners actually purchase um, pit bulls for that purpose. You know, you, you have, I, I'm a, a animal uh, lover and appreciation of animals, but I, uh, Ms. Cheryl said that she's not scared. It, it's some uh, dogs that I, I'm my, very mindful of. I understand, like you say, you stand and, you know, uh, making sure that they don't sense the fear and that type of stuff, so you go through that. But let me tell you, I have always been taught that, um, you know, sometimes people say, oh, no, he don't bite. If the, if the dog has teeth, the dog will bite. So that's what we have to always be mindful of. And one of the things I know about you, um, Audrey, as a, as a dog owner and appreciation of dogs, you take it even further where you care about the dog more than him, you know, your relationship with him. You care about whether or not he feels comfortable uh, with not having your presence all day. We talked about that when I said, you know, I've never owned a dog as an adult. Uh, because I leave the house at seven and don't turn back, come back till after three. And how fair is that to a dog to just be locked up in the house or outside all day, where they're not getting the proper attention and um, and uh, emotional attachment to the person who is their caregiver. Well, that's exactly right, and that's one of the reasons why I had to end up uh, no longer keeping my dog um, when I went and had a a life change uh, issue as to uh, my life, and I knew that I wouldn't be home uh, adequate hours, I think, to uh, allow my dog to really be a dog. And uh, I'm not one to uh, let my dog roam free the house when I'm not there. Uh, Even though I love a dog, I always remember it is a pet. And um, but that's just my thought. I don't let him roam, and so I just I could not keep him caged up. And and it worked out best. He's a great caregiver to uh, my sister and my mother. And uh, again, you're exactly right. If you care for the animal, you want to make sure that you're treating them properly. Yeah, because these are not these are not animals that don't understand and see humans as their their a part of their existence. Uh, you know, there may be some animals don't have no relationship with um, their owners and uh, that they don't have a need to be their owner to be with them 24-7. You know, you can get fish who don't really cultivate no relationship with their owner and they stay in the water and they just perfectly fine, uh, Cheryl, but the uh, that's that's not the case with a dog. I mean, people, uh, you know, you have to, you can't even, you have to groom the dog. I mean, his hair gets matted. He, he needs all kind of interactions with human beings uh, to keep him healthy and and uh, going in the right direction. If you're not one who wants to groom your dog, then you can't have a a long haired dog. You know, you need to have a dog who who has very short hair that doesn't grow because you don't want to 
take on the expense of taking him to get his hair cut. Right. Um, you know, and when we say um, dog, we want to, you know, pet. Your pet is something that you have to keep up and do all of those things that's required. And not only that, also making sure that they, you know, just like we do, make sure they get their um, doctor visits, um, all of those things. Um, we don't want to just um, house an animal um, just to be housing it and not taking care of it. You know, like I said before, and you mentioned, James, you know, sometimes when your time um, is restricted and you're not able to care for an animal, you either don't get it, or if you see that, then like we did, you know, we gave it away because it wasn't fair to the um, pet, and it really isn't because they do have needs, and they start to sense being neglected as well. Um, so those things, you know, go along with, with having a pet, um, taking care of him, making sure he's walked, making sure fed, the water, um, and if you see that you can't do that, then you really need to um, let it go, just to let it go. And, and I have been, you know, it's interesting, I've been in that position myself, uh, D, where I literally had to, the to I had somehow I adopted a dog. Somebody somehow I just felt guilty, and I, in fact, I've done that a couple of times where I've adopted animals that weren't being cared for properly. Uh, but I was one of those kind of people who, if I knew I wasn't caring for a dog right, I remember I had one dog that I I felt guilty about taking him uh, to the animal shelter but I had my daughter do it when I wasn't home uh, because I had inherited him from my father who had gotten sick and he couldn't care for the dog anymore. Uh, So then I felt like I needed to to care for the dog. But then again, I just did not have the time. Um, And it is important to to know that some people are good dog dog owners and some people are not. They just want to have a dog, but they don't want to go the extra mile of, uh, taking him to the vet and treating him like the kind of animal that he's he's supposed to be treated like. And like, again, I said, there are animals that you don't have to worry about taking to the vet, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, you don't have that kind of responsibility. You know, you maybe you just need to have fish and, and that kind of thing. So uh, obviously some people are just not uh, good for animals because they don't know the care needed uh, to take care of them. Well, you know, listening to your description of uh, how Miss Audrey is a uh, ideal uh, dog owner, and Miss Shira explains how she put extra care in the uh, in the love of, of, of her pet. You know, uh, that that's, that's the thing. Uh, people uh, don't care to make sure that the condition that the dogs live in uh, are humane, and I guess you can call it humane, and that's why they have a humane society. Um, you know, but quickly, uh, you know, I want to say something about the focus uh, and the intent of the dog that when they get on you. I had ran across a delivery once, and um, it wasn't my first time at the place, 
uh, the two pit bulls, a female and an old male. He was quite old. Uh, he was so old that you could tell that he had arthritis, but he was still muscular and built. Uh, so one day uh, when I made the delivery, the female was agitated by something, and it kind of teed him off. Well, uh, the the dog, the male dog started biting at me, and he bit a hole in the package that I was trying to deliver. And I and I couldn't get back to my truck because I couldn't scare him off. Now most dogs, now I'm a pretty good judge of breed and character of a dog, and you can kind of you can wolf them down for the most part. But you know when, like you say, when these dogs are on you, they have like that laser laser focus thing. You know when they're on you, they won't get off. And so I was out in the yard, in this people's yard, and I don't know if they was home or not. They couldn't bear with me looking out the window. You know, they just out treacherous they can be sometimes. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, and and I lost my footing uh, because it had rained pretty hard the next day. And I ended up on the ground during this experience. And right away I said to myself, oh, Lord, I'm on the ground. And, and that being that I was at, on that level. Well, sure enough, as soon as I hit the ground, they ran off. And that was another confirmation for me that, that God is real because that that was, would have been a bad thing for my wife to get a report on that I had been bawled by these dogs. But as soon as I hit the ground, they ran off in another direction, which was kind of um, strange in itself. But, you know, it, it was one of those things, one of those miracles that happened in my life. So I just wanted to express that. Thank you. And, and that's the fear in all those videos that I see. These dogs are so powerful. And like you say, a lot of times it's when you spook by them, uh, you 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 got your eyes on the dog and you don't see where your feet are going, and but some of these attacks, these dogs are so strong and so vicious uh, that they make people fall on the ground. And once you are on the ground, uh, you literally at their mercy because they're they're quicker than you and their jaws are so um, strong. It leaves you at the mercy of of them. And again, I, I mean. I've seen plenty of videos where people are hitting them with boards or all kinds of things, and they just will not stop uh, once they get started. Uh, but I, you know, you have, that's not, you know, you got German Shepherds, you got uh, Doberman Pitchers, you got Rockwilders, uh, you got a host of different animals uh, that can be turned into vicious dogs. And pit bulls are not the only ones, Cheryl. Uh, so we really need to be sensitive to the fact that uh, there are a number, at least five to ten different kind of dogs uh, that can be uh, very vicious if not taken care of properly and not given the attention that they need to recognize that human beings are not necessarily their enemies. Well, you know, you might have named five, but I think that any dog can be vicious and if they're treated like that, um, because, again, they are animals, and it's, in, it's made up in them to protect. And their way of protecting is, you know, to get back at you, and it does not mean slapping you. Um, it means by any, you know, whatever they have to do, um, fight to nearly kill or whatever it is, so I think that all dogs, um, and, you know, depending on the owner, 
depending on the situation that they are living in, um, can be potential um, harmful to you. So, you know, we've found even, you know, some of the little smallest dogs have bitten people, and they may not, their attack may not be as great as a big one because of the way they're made up, but even small dogs have been where they attack um, people. Um, So I think that, you know, it's important for owners to comply with the rules and, you know, the law, meaning that you should not have your dog out without a leash. Um, Your dog, you know, if somebody, if you know somebody is coming over, put your dog up because a lot of times people are afraid of your dog. Um, and and again, I say, you know, you as an owner will definitely feel different about your dog than other people will. So um, take all of those things into consideration. Um, you know, and I'm going to say, you know, not only did I have a pit, we had two pit bulls. We never had any problems with them. We had um, a Doberman. We had... Um, you know, big dog. We never had a problem with any of the dogs, but we also knew what the dog needed. You know, and one of the things that they needed is they need to run around. They need space. You can't put the dog in a little small yard or inside all the time and just think that um, most dogs are going to be okay with it. And the minute that they get outside, they go wild if they're not, you know, used to that, you know, and it's always good. If you can't give the dog what it needs, then don't get the dog at all. Yeah, and, and you got to figure out what it is the dog needs and it wants uh, to make him feel good. Um, I know that uh, I've had a couple of dogs uh, uh, being associated with certain dogs, and my um, my – my first wife and I, she wanted this beautiful dog, and we got this uh, B. John Fajette, and she kept him in the house, and uh, we fed him properly, and he had free reign of the house, and, and we took him outside in the backyard. But if you let that dog get up, get away from you in the front yard, he take he would take off, and he would just, well, I mean, I have had to track him down so many times, and one time he went over where a German Shepherd was, and I was like, homeboy, oh, you go over there where that German Shepherd is if you want to, because uh, if he eats you up, I'm running. And, I mean, he literally, for some reason, once he got out the front yard, he was like, I ain't coming back. Y'all going to have to catch. And one time he ran all the way out, to the, out of the neighborhood into the one of the main roads, and I got to say, look, I ain't chasing you no further. And uh, I turned around, and a lady had picked him up in her car and uh, brought him back. But some, you know, but some of these animals are just, you know, you got to know what it is they need uh, because if you ain't tuned into what they need, uh, they will just, uh, they will not, you know, they'll just run and because they act like, okay, I, you ain't never, you don't leave, let me get out in the front. And some dogs, you can let them out in the front yard, and they ain't going to go nowhere nowhere past their front yard. You know, and so 
it, you have to really know your pet in order to be able to serve your pet properly. Cheryl? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was, I guess it's me and you. Um, I, I did hear most of it. The last question I didn't hear. But I'm just saying you got to know who your dog is. And all dogs need a different service. Uh, and, you know, like, you know, you have certain dogs who, who want to walk. when They, they want to be walked every day, and they want to be walked for long distances. And then you got some dogs who, who don't really care to be walked for long distances. And so you, you got to really know and understand the character of your pet so that you're giving him the service uh, that he needs. Cheryl, you and uh, D dropped off, so you and I are the only people online. Well, let's take a break, and we'll come back uh, and see. It seems that nobody is listening to me right now. Oh, I'm I don't sorry. Have- I, I was on, look, I had mine on mute just for talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, you're absolutely right. Um you do. You have to learn, um, and that's how you develop the relationship with your pets is knowing, you know, the needs that they um, have. Um, that's just with anybody, you know. Um, our pet is learning them, and like you said, some require more, some require less. Some require walking, some require you got to have this yard this size because I need to run around, and some require like uh, my dog he was never the type of dog that um that wanted to play you couldn't throw things and wanted um her to go fetch it because she just gonna look at it like i don't know and as active as she was but she just wasn't gonna fetch something some dogs you got to play with them all the time so you're right you know each dog and that's how you develop the relationship you know with them is by you know the needs I mean, making sure that their needs are met. And if you can't meet those needs, then you're doing them a disservice. You know, that's just like um, when you talk about dogs, you say the same thing with relationships and with children. You know, is we we learn each other. We learn who we are. And, and in doing that, then that's where you know if that person is the person you know, that you want in your life or don't want in your life. The same thing with a with an animal. You know, can I handle this animal or, or this animal is too much for me and I can't handle it and it does not make sense for me to, you know, to keep them if I can't provide the things that they need. And even sometimes people want to but can't afford to provide. You know, a person in an apartment can't get a dog that needs to go outside and you can't provide them with that all the time. So sometimes we can't get, you know, what we want because it's not beneficial to the animal. It, you know, it's just not fair to the animal at all. And not, um, so we, you know, it it wouldn't make sense at all because we'll, the dog or animal would, um, you know, build up resentment. 
and one day you walk in there and that animal is ready to attack you, and you think, and what's wrong with it? But guess what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me let me just share a story with you that has been with me all my life, uh, Cheryl, related to an animal. My grandfather owns a farm in South Carolina, and he's 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 been gone for a long time now. Uh, but he was used to his grandkids coming to see him during the summer, and so we always had he always had a donkey or something uh, for us to ride, and. Um, and he used um, these mules, not a donkey, it was a mule, and he, whatever it was, he used it to plow his field. And uh, there was a white man down the road who had a stable of horses, and he, uh, we'd always want to ride the horses, uh, but my grandfather wouldn't let, you know, the white guy would say, oh, man, come and get the horses, and let your grandkids ride and have a nice time, you know, and he would never take advantage of that because he just would, he had too much. He worked for that man and that's all he wanted it to be about was working. And so uh, he finally bought a horse and uh, I remember going down there and he taught me how to to put the reins on the horse and how to get the horse to come to the the barn so I could put the, uh, the rein on him and stuff like that. And uh, while I, the horse, while I was with the horse, no, no, while my granddaddy was with me, the horse acted fine. He had no problem. He knew who was the boss. But once my grandfather got to the point where he thought I knew how to do it, he sent me down there by myself. And so I went down there, tried to do the same thing my granddaddy taught me to do, put the corn in the, in the feeder. The horse going to follow you in the barn because he see you on, you you brought him some food. And then while he's eating, just put the bit in his mouth and put the uh the harness on his head. And I went to do that and that horse looked at me and gritted his teeth and cause he knew I was a much smaller person than my grandfather. And so I ran back up to the front and he said, uh, my granddad said, Why you uh run I thought you were gonna ride the horse. I said, he wouldn't let me, you know, he gritted his teeth at me. He said, well, you got to show him who's boss. I said, he know who's boss, because he down there and I'm up here. (laughs) 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 That sucker scared me so much. I mean, I may have been about eight, nine, ten, you know, just a, uh, you know, no more than about five feet or something. And that horse knew the difference between me and my granddaddy. And uh, yeah. he said he wasn't going for, he ain't feel like nobody riding him today. And he was going to eat that corn. And you better get your little butt right here. Yeah, they have some keen senses. They, uh, they yeah. definitely know. They definitely know. Yeah, we can't fool them. <laughs> yeah, them cats know what's going on. They know who to obey and who not to obey. And they right. and my grandfather was with them, you know, the whole year, year in and year out. And we only was going up there in the summers. He never gave got a real understanding of who we were and why we were there, you know. Yeah. But oh. and, but one thing those animals did know, they knew when people came around 
Because when we came around, when the family came around, they knew they were going to get watermelon. They knew they were going to get rye. They were going to get apples. Uh, they knew there was a difference in young kids being there because we loved throwing stuff in the pasture and watch them eat. Okay. Yep. They sensitive. They All right. Well, we had the end of a... We're at the end of another show, and I guess instead of going to a break, we're just going to ask you, uh, Cheryl, to give you the last one on. Uh, give your um, final thoughts this evening. Well, very good conversation. Um, something that, um, you know, that we don't um, often talk about, but it does bring great awareness for um, pet owners because, you know, Although we think that we are doing what we are supposed to be doing, but find out what the laws are. You know, make sure that you cover yourself, and make sure you are courtesy. You know, courteous to others who are not as fond of your pet as you are, and don't be offensive. I mean, it's okay because um, you know you're attached to your pet, and others are not. But make it where others are safe. And, you know, you don't run into a situation like this where you would wind up being responsible. So, you know, that means just doing a little bit more. So that in itself is that whatever we do, we can always do more. Well, as always, Cheryl, I thank you so much for um, being being here and supporting uh, what it is that we're doing, uh, you and and uh, Audre and Regina and and Joyce and and Kathy and all the rest uh, just give us an opportunity to have a great conversations and great shows. Uh, take care and we'll see you tomorrow on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection at 6 p.m. Eastern Time where we talk about the things that impact our lives now and in the future. Yeah.